Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. For Practical E-Commerce, I'm contributing editor Kevin Patrick Allen. Running a business is challenging in the best of economic climates, but during a recession, it can be especially trying. Today, we're going to hear from a CEO who understands that. He's Scott Dunlap of Nearby Now. Nearby Now was founded in 2005 by a management team of industry leaders and online shopping veterans to simplify shopping for today's consumers who browse online but buy in stores. The business was showing solid growth until the recession. That's when they had to rethink their business model altogether. Scott Dunlap, the founder of Nearby Now, joins us to share that experience. Scott, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, I, I know your business has undergone a, a lot of change in the, in the past couple of years, right? Um, can you talk about what Nearby Now currently does and who you're working with? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's it's best to start the story from the beginning. About three years ago, we we developed Nearby Now as a, a technology and service to help you find things in a shopping mall. I always kind of imagined I'd love to be able to walk into a shopping mall with a, uh, a mobile phone or just go up to a kiosk and just type in what I'm looking for and see who has it in my size and what's on sale. And uh, about two years ago, we developed that and launched it for a couple of hundred uh, shopping malls across the U.S. And everything was going great uh, right up until uh, the recession hit and uh, the financial crisis. And we ended up with this sort of one, two, three punch that, uh, that took our business model down. First, the uh, shopping malls started going bankrupt because of the debt that they had that they couldn't refinance. Um, similarly, we had a lot of retailers cut significantly back on their marketing efforts, uh, including attracting folks with mobile phones and, uh, and the web. And then lastly, uh, the consumers stopped buying a lot of luxury goods, which was uh, really our mainstay. And there was a period there where I really wasn't sure where the company was going to go. But um, we had uh, launched some experimental products right about that same time, uh, helping people find products that are found in magazines. So if you read Seventeen magazine as a teenager, how to find the product that's on page 27 and see if it's in your size at a store near you. And uh, out of nowhere, that business really started booming. And so now, what Nearby Now does is we develop iPhone applications uh, for uh, brands, uh, retailers, and magazines to help their readers find the products uh, in the magazines and catalogs. So give me an example of how it would have worked before. I, w- I walked into a mall, I have a, I have a cellular phone with me, a mobile phone, and then what would I do at that point? Well, it's typically one of two things. You'd either uh, see a sign inside the mall that says you can text to search every store in this mall, and you could text something like black shoes on sale, and we'd list every store that has black shoes on sale. Um, Where I think most of our users were finding us is that they were typing into Google, you know, where do I find Levi's jeans in Palo Alto, California, 
and uh, it kept pointing to the websites that we were powering for the shopping malls that would say, oh, there's seven stores at the shopping mall that carry these Levi's jeans. And uh, the real magic behind it was if you typed in your size, uh, we would often find not only who had your exact size, but we could put it on hold for you and let you know exactly who to ask for and where to go in the store to pick it up. So it was pretty fun. Talk about how quickly things changed and kind of what your mindset was as, uh, you know, the, the CEO of this company. What, what am I going to do? Uh, how, how are we going to move forward with this? Sure. Well, it's uh, end-to-end. It took about 45 days to go from a booming, growing business to wondering if we had a business at all. So it happened very quickly uh, last August and September. And so the first thing that happened was uh, we started to get some early signals about what later turned out to be the the worldwide financial crisis and kind of wondered how that might affect our our partners and our our clients. And then when we started to get these little hints over the phone that something wasn't quite right, (laughs) in this two-week flurry, literally, a whole bunch of them started filing for bankruptcy. And uh, right about that same time, I think most of the consumers in the world started to stop shopping completely. So first we thought there was something wrong with our dashboard because everything just stopped. Um, But it turns out that was just the the world reacting to the crisis. So about 45 days into it, um, we realized that it could take years for this business model to get back to where we had it just uh, two months previous. Um, But the one shining diamond in the rough was this little side project that we had that uh, kept posting some pretty fundamental numbers about how much mobile shoppers were shopping and how fast they were converting. And we realized there was something very distinct and different there. So the question really became, should I position the company 140 degrees to the left and go after this and go after this opportunity? And, and how did you reach that decision? I mean, you could have just pulled the plug on the whole thing and said, well, I, you know, I guess I'll have to start from scratch with something else. Yeah, and that was, you know, we have uh, some outside investors, and so we had a really honest conversation with them, too, actually. The first one saying this model is uh, eroding at the seams. It's clearly something that only works in a growing or flat economy. And uh, they gave us you know, 30 days to go look and see if this other side project was enough to build a business. And we just spent a lot of time having some very honest conversations with uh, consumers using the app and the magazines and uh, the, the folks that were advertising in the application and quickly came to the conclusion that it was uh, it was the perfect time to build a company like this. So then it really was about right-sizing the company, um, making sure we had the right resources. And, and what I, one part I found particularly hard was to uh, fire a lot of our existing clients. So get out of the old business. You know, shut down relationships with partners and shut down the mall websites we were running and uh, and then talk to our retailers we'd worked so hard to make successful and just say, we're getting out of this business uh, so that we could spend 100% of our energy focused on the new direction. And I want to go into that more, but first, uh, before we move forward with that part of it, explain the the, the new business for somebody that, that hasn't heard about it, how you're utilizing magazines and, uh, and how that's going. Sure. Well, it's... You know, the idea for this originated uh, in a great place, and that was, you know, we had these shopping search engines for physical shopping malls, but we noticed every month that the same products were in demand pretty much across the nation. And one month it would be Dolce & Gabbana sandals, and the next month it would be this crazy cookie jar that everybody had to have. It was $15, and we knew that was what retailers really wanted to know. Why is there demand for those products, and where is it coming from? And as we tracked it down, 
we found that there was about five magazines and two television shows that uh, any time they mentioned products, um, it would pretty much incite demand um, for, for those products across the nation. And uh, Lucky Magazine was one of the first, uh, one of the highest impact ones we'd seen. And, and mind you, this was, you know, they were selling sandals at a time when nobody was buying anything. And they were not cheap sandals. <laughs> they were expensive. And uh, as we talked to readers of the magazine, we found out they would very much get inspired from the content of the magazine. Um, but then the, the tricky part was, how do you find them nearby? Because often they were rare items, um, weren't stocked very much, um, and in particular, how do I find them in my size so that I can come try them on? And that sounded like a very familiar problem. That was what we were trying to solve with the shopping mall. So, so we got into the iPhone application business. So this is about developing a very specific application for the iPhone, and it says Seventeen Magazine, or it says Lucky Magazine. And it's a free application for consumers, and they just download it, and every month the content will change, and it'll reflect what's currently in the, the magazine issue. And we just we call it a product finder, which is how, how can we find it nearby so that you can go try it on or try it out, or, of course, buy it online or forward to a friend as well. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experiment to start with, but uh, very quickly became uh, the cornerstone of our business. I've got to ask you, what have you, what have you learned about uh, adaptability from this whole process? Because, I, I mean, that is a short amount of time where, uh, you know, you went, as you say, from, from things going great to the bottom dropping out to cre- creating a new business. Uh, what, what have you learned about just being able to, to shift? I, I think one of the things that I've really been thankful for is the, the team here at Nearby Now uh, has a very strong belief in, in the end goal of what we're doing, which is at any point in time you should be able to pull out your phone and find any product that you want near you. As a matter of fact, they should all be bidding for your business. And so um, because we knew we had something special and that we were really solving a fundamental consumer need, it was a little bit easier for us to relax when it looked like things were crumbling. Um, but the other part I would say is you know, when, you're, when your gut starts telling you, it's time to make these decisions. This is the right maneuver. Like, don't hesitate at all. There's a lot of hard decisions that need to get made and a lot of difficult uh, discussions, but the sooner you do them, the sooner you'll free up the company to, to head off in the right direction and your investors will be behind you. So, uh, you know, much like I know you and I have talked about ultra running in the past, if you just be persistent and keep going and re- remember what that end goal was, uh, you know, a few shakeups along the way is, is fine. Well, speaking of that, uh, based on a lot of conversations uh, or emails we, we've traded in the past, you're a really strong believer that the body fuels the mind. And we're talking about ultra running. We're talking about these uh, super long-distance foot races, 50, 100 miles, or you know, maybe it's based on hours, 24 hours, how far can you go? You're into that, and you believe that that really helps you with your business, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it's I, I really wasn't much of an athlete the first 30 years of my life. I wish somebody had told me that, uh, you know, practicing endurance sports in particular, it uh, not only adds optimism because you're, you're constantly sort of looking for the next challenge, but it, it helps build some tenacity and the ability to focus on the long-term picture. And so when little hiccups happen here and there, I'm not uh, getting the usual knee-jerk reaction. Instead, I'm always thinking about what is it we're trying to accomplish over the next 6, 12, and 36 months and 
I think a lot of that is, comes from the fact that my body and my mind knows, you know, you can you can live up to the challenge, and it's the only way you succeed is understanding what that end goal is. Uh, so I, I've fueled myself a lot from from the endurance activities, and and I believe many others here and nearby now have done the same. So it's fun. They even give me the hard problems when they know I'm going on a long run. So <laughs> go think about this for 30 miles. <laughs> well, uh, our readers and listeners, as you know, Scott, are primarily uh, small companies, small e-commerce merchants. Anything else you'd like to share with them that I haven't touched on? Well, I will say um, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm often surprised by a lot of our success comes from some very fundamental things that we've all heard a thousand times, but they're easy to forget. Uh, for example, we... Um, we have this ability to put an item on hold from your mobile phone so you can go pick it up. When we started including the first name of the person that you should ask for when you get there, made it a really personal connection and understood that you were going to be helped as soon as you walked in the door, our pickup rates and satisfaction rates went up through the roof. And so the you know, first lesson I would say is that personal touch, is uh, it's amazing how much that can do. Something as simple as signing your name or adding a little personal note on a receipt um, it really goes a long way, and particularly for small merchants, this is where customer service can differentiate. We're always forgetting like how simple those little things are to add, and uh, and then seeing the results and just being flabbergasted by the whole thing. And then and those consumers keep coming back as well. You know, there's uh, there's also something that I should touch on that really stuck out uh, earlier when we were chatting. Was you you said that when things were going bad, you were you were just very honest with with those around you. Uh, had, have you thought about that, that that's an important component of your business, that, um, well, gosh, if I had hit all this, uh, <laughs> or if I, if I had tried to make it out that things are going better than they are, uh, where you would be right now? Yeah, well, it's, it's important if you'd, set that, um, if you'd set that up in the beginning, when you hire people and they understand that it's going to be open and honest, um, and you're hiring the right people that, that can receive that kind of information, then, then it works out really well because uh, sometimes there are some hard questions in there. Like people want to know, well, are you, you going to lay anyone off as you reposition the company? And the answer is yes, but I don't have any details. That's the kind of question that you, you, know, you need to have some details, unless, of course, everyone's used to the fact that you've had these open and honest conversations time and time again. So, yeah, surrounding folks that are all open-minded and optimistic and have a realistic view that it's an early stage company and so we're, we're finding out a lot about what works and what doesn't work along the way uh, I think is really helpful but I don't it certainly makes my job easier there's no doubt about that you don't feel like you're pulling the wool over anyone's eyes and if you have something that's keeping you up at night you don't have to wait till you have an answer you can just gather the team around and, and ask their opinion so I, I certainly like this style well Scott uh, good luck to you and all the folks there at nearby now and uh, we thank you very much for your time Thank you. I hope everyone has a great holiday season. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.